Do you find me attractive? Of course. Would you want to sleep with me? Yes. Then why don't you? Because I love my wife, and sleeping with you isn't worth jeopardizing my marriage. Is it worth it to you to jeopardize yours? I don't know. And welcome to another episode of Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review Podcast. I am Loki Jesse, and with me again today, we have returning guest Alejandro. Oh God, I forgot to ask how you pronounce your last name. Fajardo. Uh, Fajardo. <laughs> so, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Fajardo. Welcome back to the <laughs> show, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me again. No problem, man. Like it's gonna be a, a great show because this is something that I've been looking forward to do ever since I started the show. You know, like I really like to go into like these deep topic discussions of certain topics and talking about um the lgbt community and film not just in horror but just in film in general is something that like oh i really want to talk about it and i'm you know i'm a straight man so like i don't want to speak for you know for the community you know like i i really want somebody's perspective you know and just you know i'm so glad you know it's taken me three three years to find you know to find um to find you to find you nice <laughs> to find I'm you glad. i'm glad so i'm, your, I'm glad i'm, I'm first yes you're first <laughs> you're popping the cherry here <laughs> yes pun but, intended yes and we chose a movie t- um we chose dress to kill to talk about directed by brian del palma it's like we're gonna talk about the film but we're also gonna talk about um, representation in film in general but this is um i think this is a good film to to like to segue into it in and out because damn this is wow like i impact it's really jam-packed i mean it's it's brian del palma and it's very damn i was surprised because he's more of like a gangster movie kind of director isn't he yes yes because he did um he's done scarface yeah and like carlitos way i know and from that all these other films but like he's this is his love letter to hitchcock so it's like he wanted to do something Hitchcocking, and it's um, very wow. So, which I might add, it, it it gave me that. It gave me very Hitchcock. Yes. So, um, let me get um into it. Well, let's let's go with the the plot summary. So, heavy spoilers here. If you have not seen Dress to Kill, uh, five, four, three, two, one. So. Dressed to Kill stars uh, Michael, Sir Michael Caine, because he's knighted. Sir Michael Caine, <laughs> Nancy that Allen, bastard. Keith Gordon, and fuck, uh, Nancy Dickinson. No, Angie Dickinson. So the film basically starts off with um, Angie, um, who is um, basically in the shower, very central, and then she gets like it goes into a sex scene. And then it turns into like a just like a romp and stomp with her husband. <laughs> Can't remember that. Mm-hmm. So after after the mundane sex, he goes to check on her son, played by Ke- uh, Keith yeah. Gordon, and like he's a nerd. He's doing some like things, and she reminds him about going to the museum with her. He declines. <laughs> she goes to her doctor to talk about her, like not feeling you know attractive or anything. 
She makes a she kind of makes a play for the doctor, but he doesn't take. She goes to the museum, and then during um a vis like a chase scene with like some stranger, she ends up going to bed with him. As she's leaving the apartment, well, as she sees leaving his room, she gets killed and attacked by a strange blonde woman. That is where Nancy Allen comes in. She is a prostitute, well, escort, um, to be more classy. And she witnesses, um, she witnesses like the blonde woman running away, dropping the razor. So then the cops, the maid automatically thinks it's Nancy. The cop thinks it's Nancy Allen. Um, Keith Gordon bugs the room and Michael Caine comes in, tries to talk to the detective. Uh, the detective wants to get the doctor's patient list. The doctor won't budge. Doctor pays the privilege. It becomes this whole huge mystery. Nancy Allen starts getting stalked by the blonde woman. Then the son rescues her from her almost being killed. They um, plan together to try to get the doctor's patient book so that way they can discover the identity of the blonde woman who turns out to be a patient of Michael Caine's Dr. Elliot. And then the film climaxes when it turns out that the blonde woman is in fact Michael Caine. And then it, they do this huge, like, big uh, explanation at the end of the film about this... Uh, I forgot how the proper term is called now. It's not in the multiple personality. It's uh, disassociated identity. That's... I forgot how the proper term is called now. But, yeah, there's an explanation about that. And the film ends with, like, a shocker ending of Michael Caine escaping the hospital and attacking Nancy. And that's how the film ends. Turns out it was just a dream. And that's Dressed to Kill and um, completely there. What did you think of this film? I, you know what? It, I, I, it, got, it took me a while to get into it. Because it's one of those kind of, you know, movies that draws you in and it's very silent and it's all about, like, the camera movement. Yes. Um, so, like, I kind of, you know, at the third try, I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink because I usually I was, like, taking, you know, two two drinks. <laughs> kind of just relax and watch it after work. And I would fall asleep. So I didn't drink this last time I saw it. And I was like, okay, like, it really kind of – it. It kind of felt like an experience. Yes, and I appreciated it. I know it was a, it was more of like you know a an erotic thriller, murder mystery yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, I had to like lower down the volume because I was in the in the living room and you know the, them little sex scenes. Yeah, that going at it like I was just oh, I had to like lower down the the volume because it was too much. But you know, I I thought the camera movement, the musical score, it was it, it was all like very hypnotic in certain scenes and. Like I said, it, it felt like an experience. It is. So I enjoyed it. It is. It's just very, like, I don't know, like, Brian De Palma has, like, an obsession with the female body in a shower. Because this is just mm. sort of reminiscent of what he did in, in the beginning of Carrie. Just, like, you know, linger too long in oh, yeah. on Sissy SpaceX body. And, and in this one, he was mm. lingering too long in um, Angie Dickinson's... Um, I I don't know if it was a female, if it was a body double, or if it was her. I didn't look into that portion of it, but it. it and then then just like the music, it's just like it's just wow. like he he knows how to choose or or he knows how to get the composer to like choose the music to be very 
like innocent or just like hypnotic like to take you mm-hmm. into this area and then and then like you said this comes yeah. out with like a oh oh like crazy yeah. like, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's that's all visual and like an audio storytelling, yeah, kind of movie, and it, it's very that plays with the senses. It's like I didn't know what to expect because, like, I have seen this film. I seen this film three times, well, four times because Contini and for this episode. But mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was with my my friends, and like they were falling asleep. And I was I was trying to stay awake to 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 watch it. It was an interesting premise, but it's just that the beginning and then the the museum scene with the the chase. It it just mm-hmm. kind of felt boring. Like it didn't really like. Mm-hmm. If, 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 I see what you're saying. If at uh, like it's like we weren't prepared for that, so we were just like eh, whatever, and then it was like. We turned it off and they fell asleep. And then I think sometime last year is when I finally decided to give the film a complete chance. And mm-hmm. I bought it on Amazon Prime because it was only like two bucks. Uh, so nice. I ended up buying it. And I was like, shit, this is two dollars. Like, how this is such a great film. Like, how could it be just two dollars? Because once I saw the whole film, once, once, I, once I was able to get past the museum scene. And go to the oh, murder, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, now I'm in there. But it just took a while for it to get there. Speaking of that little scene, that scene in the elevator, it, now I'm going to double check this elevator every time I come in or out. Like, it's just, it kind of freaked me out. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Not someone popping up with a razor trying to slash your throat. Yeah. At an elevator. <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of creepy. It is. It kind of makes me scared to be in elevators now. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna be out in the lookout. Yeah, or just like make sure, like you know, like you're you're in a well, even if the even if the hotel has a fancy elevator, it's not guaranteed. There's no killers out. There, there's not gonna be a killer there. I, a lot of shit goes down in the elevators. I'll yeah, Aerosmith has a song about it too. Solange <laughs> <laughs> knows, you know, the Beyonce and Jay Z incident too. You know. Oh yeah, because you're real, real violent. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I gotta say that <laughs> I, I forgot that um that 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 detective from NYPD Blue was in this. And which one? Oh, oh, Marino. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I for, I think so, so. I think the character's name. Well, the at NYPD Blue, he was called Silowitz or Silifowitz or something. I just know that. Oh my god, like this film it is very of its time, isn't it? I mean just yeah. with the lang with the language and everything. It's Yeah, the, the murder mystery part is what kind of, you know, gave it that thrill. Yes, it it did. But it's just like like we said like it's very like well, like for La Palma is a huge Alfred Hitchcock fan. He like loved Hitchcock. It's like he, 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 it's like he, it's like before he died, he, no, I think when he got started being more famous and popular, it's like one of his demands was that he do like a Hitchcock film style to it. But mm-hmm. instead of going with the, with the, with the way that Hitchcock would do, I don't know, because Hitchcock has like a very stylish way. 
and the Palma just like went more for like a like no words, just going with like like you said, mm-hmm. the visual storytelling and movement. Yeah, visual audio, all that. Like it, it, it's. I saw a lot of psycho references in it. Like, yeah, I feel like I saw it right off the bat, like just references, homages, inspiration, left and right, um, from the first act where you know you assume the person is the main like character, and then it flips on you, and she doesn't make the cut. Yeah. So. Well, she did the get... visual storyteller, and it's he's he was an innovative back then. He, he you know, behind the camera, yeah, it was just it. And then we go to, um, you know, it becomes from, I think the girl's name was Barbara, so it goes from Barbara's story to, no, I think Barbara was Nancy Allen's character. Anyway, it goes from mm-hmm. Andy Dickinson's character to Nancy Allen, and it's just like very like it follows her and. And like her yeah. trying, to, like she becomes like the cannon mouse thing, and then Michael Caine, like before the big reveal, I really thought it was one of his patients. I didn't think it was gonna be him. It gonna be Michael Caine, yeah. And that's what caught me too, because even like you could see that it was you know a cross-dressing person, or someone was trying to like you know cover up. Yeah, you saw the jawline, you know, and you saw the heavy powder, and I was like, ooh, child. Mm. <laughs> That yeah. ain't no man, or that ain't no woman, you know. <laughs> I know, and it's but it was surprising to me. I was like, "Wow!" It was too because like there's that scene, the there's that cab scene, and the way they edit that was like, like the blonde is chasing, like you know, it's like in the other cab mm-hmm. chasing Nancy Allen, and then we cut to Michael Caine in his office, looking at TV, checking his messages. Like we think he's mm-hmm. in the office, we don't, like, we don't think he's there. Like it's just, oh, the, yeah, that little split screen too. Yeah. Oh God, yes, the split screen. I totally forgot yeah, and that's about that. Hitchcock too, the way it like speeds up and slows down, like it, it was stimulating. I will say that to me. And it very, it very like, stimulating. it very like intermingles everything because it's, and it's that's why you have to pay attention. You can't. You can't really like be on your phone or anything because you're gonna yeah. hear two very different conversations because it's split screen and mm-hmm. you really have to pay attention to that. Nancy Allen's character, like she wasn't just like the Rolanda Mill like escort, like you know the girl had you know ambitions and dreams, like like her just like mm-hmm. right there, like you know playing the stock market and everything. So she mm-hmm. wasn't just, um, you know, like I said, like. I'm not saying she was a well. She kind of was a hooker. an escort. Yeah. Well, no. She wasn't a hooker with a heart of gold, but she was a hooker with a heart of gold because she took yeah. she took that. Honestly, I thought that um, Mike or like the the oh, son. I, yeah. I thought he was gonna get that. some, but it's kind of like, oh no, you're gonna <laughs> sleep down here. And I'm just like, and then even the look on his face, you're like, ooh, denied. Yeah. I mean, he was a kid. Yeah, but you know, it, it's so cool. <laughs> but you to know, s- like as a teenager, also it's like the hot, you know, chick. I get that. Yeah, but it's so cool that, like, you know, it's like when I first saw this film, and then I saw him, and I'm like, it's Artie from Christine. Like, fuck yeah, oh, yeah, Christine. So that's it's yeah, that's a film I want to do soon. Oh, I want to read the book before I do the film because, like, so I could compare the book and the film in the in the review but i'm just like it's Artie, awesome and oh my god like with his hair because i'm so used to him in the in this christine where like you know his hair was like all slick back mm-hmm. racers and here it was just like all like messed up and stuff 
Oh no! Wait, he was also awesome back. Emo kid. He was also awesome in back he was to like school. Little mad scientist. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah, he was the emo before emo was an emo thing. He was like, yeah. He was a mix between a goth and something like like new wave goth ish because he still had that that player pelis skin. The nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of got hot later in life though. And if you look, if you look him up now, you you will see like, damn, like. Like you know, they they I'm say age well. Yeah, God, it's gonna be so sexist. Men age well in life. They do. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they do. It's true. I mean, like you know, I got okay. I just can't. I'm just canceled half of my. I got canceled by half of my audience now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Right. So, like, what did you think of the the ending explanation of this film? Because in, um, in, in Hitchcock's cycle, there was a lot of, how do you say, there was a lot of negativity towards explanation of Norman and his mother's personality. And this one we had um, the doctor trying to explain Dr. Elliot's personality and Bobby's personality and how it was... I don't know. Like a man- mental illness case. Yes, they they gave it like a, it was a mental illness case, but like it didn't really sound that flattering. Like, let's, oh no, it's just like that terminology would not work today. But just uh, yeah, I mean, just like again, like and this is and this is why some people, especially um, like you know, part of the the LGBT community, like finds fault in this film because of how it paints. Um, transgender people in a negative way, mm-hmm, and very. it's just very again like it's just it, it just kind of it makes it seem very unnatural and like perverted, and that's yes. kind of what the the stigma around it is that they try like at least Hollywood tries to show you. Yes, it does because like, and this has been like it, this has been an ongoing thing like for you know all like it, it's. It doesn't. It's it's more close, not close-minded. It's it was more in the open back then. Now it's kind of like being told differently, but still, like there's oh, yeah. there's a lot of um, negativity in this in this film because it's like trying. It's like the way the doctor explained it. It's like that every time Doctor Elliot found a woman attractive, his mm-hmm. other personality of Bobby would get infatuated and kill that female because it's like he's denying himself. He wanted to suppress that. Yes, kind of suppress that. Urge Suppre- to, you know, so, get it in with the woman. Yeah. <laughs> and and even then, like, then, then you see him, like, in the, at his home, like, looking at a, at like, a daytime talk show about a person that transitioned from, mm-hmm. from female I thought to that, male. that little part was very, very, like, well put in there yeah it was because the way mm-hmm. that the that that they that part played in made it seem it made it seem that it was something of today but it wasn't mm-hmm. it was of the 80s but it was like some veteran or something like that yes and even in the in that little segment of video like the 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 interviewer like tried to refrain from like from saying you know like things like the t- traditional way or traditional man or stuff mm-hmm. like that but and also, I feel like there's a lot of like confusion also where it comes with 
like what it's trying to portray because it's it, there's a completely like this is like cross-dressing and like you know transgender is completely different yeah you know like you can't just get a gender reassignment surgery you know you you have to like go through massive amounts of psychological testing before you know doctors move forward for with any uh, procedure especially in like the case for male to female gender yeah. confirmation because it's a very touchy subject because mainly too because of how you know the media and hollywood has portrayed it as such a kind of transphobia homophobia kind of thing it is it's very even when the even when michael kane's doctor went to go see bobby's new psychiatrist and the psychiatrist just looks at him and it gives him a smirk and at this mm-hmm. time we don't know excuse me at this yeah. time like we don't know that was well played out <laughs> yeah we don't know why he's giving him that smirk all of a sudden and even the psychiatrist says, let's go to my office to talk about it. Let's go to the police. It's like... Yeah, he, we're thinking that the patient is in that, like, asylum. Yeah, but it's not. It's like, it's Michael Caine. It's just, like, very... Again, it's like, we, we don't know to, like, the very end. But, like, when we do know, it's like, it kind of starts making sense. Mm-hmm. But it takes a while to get there. But just just the whole explanation of it all... It just falls very mm, flat. Yeah, it's like a little it's, wonky. Yeah. It's a little wonk. And again, it just repeats the mistake that Hitchcock made at the end of Psycho. I mean, Psycho is a good movie, but it's just for that one little thing. It's just like, uh, well, you know, like for, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I guess just for me that uh, maybe like other people find fault with that, that ending, with that explanation at the end. I mean, because it is oh, a good yeah. film, but like, it would be a better film if it would have been a better explanation. And same thing with this film. But again, like, because of the stigma and the way that the community is portrayed, especially at this time in the eighties and seventies, and all throughout mm-hmm. history, you know, yeah, all throughout history, it's very, yeah, it's just like not good. Like we, and we keep saying it's of its time because people really thought this. Shit, man. Yeah. And I mean, they kind of still do some of them. You know? Yeah, like it's, they do. That's kind of the role that has been assigned for all LGBTQ characters in the horror genre or any kind of, you know, genre. It's kind of just, you can be in our movie, but you will either be the psychotic killer or the supporting actor or like the gay best friend. Or the joke. You know? or Yeah, exactly. The pun, you know, like, it's just kind of, it, it's still, you know. There's a lot of, you know, still improvement in that area. But it's still, it's, the wheel is rolling. We talk about this wheel, it's rolling. Yeah, the wheel know? is rolling. It's just like, you know, and I hate to say that it's moving too slow, but like, if it moves too fast, it's, it will like, just like, it would, it needs to be at like at a slow progression. It can't just be right away. Like, give it, yeah, give us the main characters, give us the box office, like, you know, movies. It's like, that's that's what they want, and the actual, you know, character, or, or actors and actresses that are LGBTQ, or yeah. non-conforming gender, like, they, you know, they are out there, they want to, you know, have those kind of roles, they want to have the main roles, they want to get paid as they should, and, you know, that's kind of what people need to see, more of, you know, inclusive in within that they yes they do and i just feel that 
a part of me feels that asking for it to go mainstream is too much. Like you should start oh. like, like you know, like just like go with the independent and start like you know with the independence. You know, like make a make your move through there because like you know, like some actors made it just just in general itself. Just like some actors went from independence to big, but they started small, going from like mm-hmm. you know, like just like an independent film altogether, and then they made it big, especially directors yeah. and stuff. Like it just it, and a lot of those actors and actresses were like also you know straight cis male yeah female and got Academy Awards for playing a gay person you know or transgender person you know yeah like, Jared Leto and this, um, who else I mean yeah Wait, like, did Jared Leto Moore get an Oscar and, I forgot Jenny Felicity Hoffman you Charlie Starr like all of those motherfuckers <laughs> yeah what kind of trouble has she caused you? She's threatened me several times over the phone. She also stole my razor. Why would she do that? Doctor, did you read about the woman that was slashed to death in an elevator? It was on the front page. I could hardly miss... Kate Miller, the victim, was my patient. You don't think that Bobby had anything to do with that? My razor's gone. Kate Miller was killed with a razor. Nobody else could have taken it? Doctor, I am not paranoid. Bobby has threatened me over the phone. She said she was going to hurt me. My patient was slashed to death and my razor's gone. Now, you don't have to be a detective to figure it out, do you? I don't... It's just, like... It's gonna get there. It just can't get there fast enough, but, like, it needs to... Like, the gay actors are out there, you know? Like, the LGBTQ They have to be given a chance. Like, they just announced that a, a transgender is gonna play the companion in the new Doctor Who series when it begins again so that's gonna be awesome because like we know we have our we have our first a black doctor and now we have our first transgender companion which is gonna be great because like you know we already had a, oh, yeah, I saw that. we already have like the we had a female doctor now we're gonna have a it's just like it's gonna happen it's just yeah because we're not we're not going anywhere you know what i'm saying no, like, you're not, going, you're <laughs> you not going anywhere but like you know like yes it would be good if it's fast you know but like some it just needs to be ease ease in because not everybody's gonna accept it but they well, you know but eventually thing, they would like, accept it as yeah as a you know gay man like i at first when i started to see it more now recently years like that they are giving these people these roles and you know they're it's, it, it was in my, in your face to me. It was like, oh my god, this is a little too much in my face, but like I'm okay with it. But it was a little like thrown in me, you know, like my jabbed at my face, kind of with like the Fear Street trilogy I wanted to talk about. Um, oh yes, you know, and like Freaky um, with Vince Vaughn, you know, like they do have that one character. So it, it, you know, it it was a good you know relief to see that because it's like you know LGBT community has. Like horror is their, you know, life. You know, we we are seen as these monsters, as these like, you know, just out of the ordinary and like, you know, sin. So it's, you know, we, that's we relate to it so much. So it, it's it's changing, and and I like, you know, that it is it's showing you more. But I do agree. Sometimes you have to ease it in because it's sometimes it's a little too much. It is because like- and because it's extra. You know, they they try to like hire a straight character to act as a gay character and it's like really yeah you know you really think that that's what we do like just run around and cheerleading outfits with purses coming out of our bag our <laughs> mouth <laughs> i know and then like the good example was um 
fuck, I forgot his full name, but like, you know, Jack from Win and Grace. It's like he couldn't. Oh, God. Like he couldn't be too out there, but he couldn't be like too, like too over the top, but like too, like not shit it down. He just, he really couldn't mm-hmm. find a, like, you know, he found the balance, but like it was just, I don't know. Um, I don't yeah, know how to finish that. You'll have that one friend who's like, oh my God, you remind me of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, I always told uh, my my friend Christina that she was no, she was no, yeah, she was Will when I was Grace because he was always like, like the calm, collected, chill, like this is gonna happen and stuff, and I'm always kind of like the wild card sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but she was, um, yeah, she's like she's the Will to my Grace. I'll just say that because he's so fun, and and I mean, I mean, an icon Leslie Jordan was in that, that little short guy with the white hair. Oh um, yeah, but another actor like Eric McCormick was a straight male. Yeah, like, he was playing, you know, and also that one guy from um, what is it, Family? That one that's like has Sofia Vergara. I don't like this show. That's why I don't. Oh, know the Modern name Family. Of it, but yeah, I never watched had, that like, show. I mean, yeah. like I know of it, but like I just never. I couldn't get into it. Like I like Ed O'Neill, but I just. Eh. Right? Yeah, it was just kind of like him acting so overly like that, you know? It was just kind of like, eh, it turned me off. Yeah. I mean, going back, um, way into our way back machine, but like, you know, in the pre-code era of Hollywood, like, they had like, this, you know, the characters were very, like, like, gay characters were just like, just, like very out there. Like, they had them very, yeah. like, I get hate to say the word sissy, but yeah, they had them very yeah. like like sissiness or just like you know just like feminine, flamboyant, yeah, flamboyant, feminine, and just and it it just kept going, it just it kept going on like that, or or it was like or they would even it, it just like all the way up until like the seventies, for it would just be like mm-hmm. oh, and then they would wave their hands or regular or the eye rolls and stuff, and then the person mm-hmm. you know. That the characters just being like so in a negative way again, they would just be the joke. And it was just very homoerotic because a lot of stuff was written to where it was like, let's say, like the Lost Boys. Like, you know, it was like, they seem like they're gay, but they're not gay, you know? Yeah. And then it's like The Covenant, like all those little movies where it has like all that, like, kind of just repressed kind of masculinity and homo repressed people, you know, that just. They like to play with that kind of in cinema to get that controversial kind of, you know, view. In fact, what uh, Joe Schumacher, like, originally didn't want the character of Star in the group, but they kind of, like, put that in there because they didn't, uh, the producers. It's like gay stuff, baiting. Yeah, they didn't want to, like, <laughs> like, have it too much associated because, like, literally, like, going, like, on the topic of Lost Boys, like, you know, you know the metaphor is there. You know Michael is drinking David's blood, so it's like inside of him. Yeah, it's inside <laughs> of him, especially. And we kind of touched upon this, but like you know, Nightmare of Elm Street three. I mean, no, sorry, Nightmare of Elm two. Street two. You know, Fraser Vance. Yeah. You know, with Jesse. You know, saying like you know, there's somebody that wants to get inside of me, and and instead mm-hmm. of talking to his girlfriend, he goes to his best friend. It's like yeah, and oh my god, and this is. And this is what sucks about that film is that the director, for the longest time, denied that there was any implicate any gay implications. That it was just 
there. It just he was like that. Like his he he was in the he he denied that he made the movie directly like that, and then he was like, okay, no, we didn't make the movie like that. But that was because like you know that's what's like you know teenage boys were afraid of. So it's just mm-hmm. that's Hollywood for you. Yes, that is Hollywood, dude. And they always have to do it like that. Like they always have to make. They always have to make. They them, gotta edit it down. Gotta edit it down. Yeah, and they gotta make them the monster. They gotta make them the villain or like the joke. I mean, like it's been like you know, like we started seeing more change in the in the late nineties. Little by little, it went there, but it just yeah, God, man, it's just like even they're still sort of portrayed as jokes. I mean, seriously, we got that not another teen movie, and then. Oh, yeah. And then there was the parody of it, like, you know, the gay parody. I hate to say it like that, but not another mm-hmm. gay movie. I saw that. So, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. It's just, it's an uphill battle. It's yeah, like, you know, and it's, for us, like, it's it's good to see, you know, and it's good to laugh at, you know. And yeah. It's, it's, it's a relief, too, because, like I said, we don't see that a lot. And we don't see stories told, you know in cinema of our experiences because you know those are also important it's not all just about you know the psychotic killer or the mental illness or you know just it's all kind of just mainstream way of responding to society's fear of just gender non-conforming people they don't they don't want to accept it and it's it's the acceptance part where it's that's all we really ask for and you see it a little more now you know you see i mean it, it it still you know takes it takes a lot of time and a lot of like healing for people to you know be able to accept that within their families but you see a lot of now you know moms and dads that are so supportive um we just yes. had a casting call for the june show we're gonna have it's gonna be a pride ball and awesome. one of the yeah one of the uh participants had his mom there and you know like his mom sat there and saw him and he was just so comfortable she was you know, supporting him, and it, I thought that was just awesome. That is and, awesome, dude. I kind of want to cry now yeah. after hearing that. Yeah, no, it was very, very, very good to see because you would think, you know, like a lot of people are thrown out of their house because it's like they're seen as just a monster. Yeah. And for us, like seeing us in these stories in cinema or whether it be like shows or movies, it's it's good for us to just know that, okay, we, you know, we have visibility, then they, they can see us, you know, they know what we go through. It's not just, you know, sex and AIDS and, you know, all that they, the mainstream media just portrays us, paints us to be, you know, there's, we, we, we're just like everybody else. Yeah. And you all like, dude, you all have the same struggles as everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just like, you know, like, like name, like, you know, like, fuck, like, you know, like, I don't know how to say it, but like, you know, toxic friendships happen whether the two friends are gay or straight. You know, there's toxicity, there's narcissism. It's like, you know, it's all the same just because someone's orientation or, you know, whatever they are is different doesn't mean like, oh, it's because they're gay or they're lesbian or, oh, no, they're, they're trans. That's why that's why they're evil. It's like, no. There are evil straight men. I mean, there are evil straight people. <laughs> All the way, just yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
<laughs> but men are evil. <laughs> I say that because I'm an evil person too. <laughs> when I can be. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like, okay, so there's this film and uh, I don't know where it's streaming, but like I know I saw it a long time ago. It's called The Living End. It's about these two gay men that like they like uh, they both are positive for HIV. One is just trying to live and the other is very self-destructive. It's a toxic relationship, by the way. But like it's a very toxic relationship because the one that just wants to live is so enthralled in this other guy's like chaos. They're like chase mm-hmm. like driving fast, chasing just like a lot of negative it all happens in the desert. But like it is oh, but it's wow. it's such a good movie because it's like it's like here you have two characters. One two characters that, you know, have this disease well, you know, that they, they, they're both positive. And one is just trying to live and make the best of it. While the other is just so enthralled and just, you know, being chaotic and stuff. Wow. It's a good it's an independent film. But like it's such a good story. And Wow. We got like the Doom Generation, when I I mentioned that earlier. But that is a, a good story because like you have um what do you have Rose McGowan, the Femme Fatale, but like aside from that, it's like you know, you got the it's a toxic relationship. And then there's yeah. this other guy that comes in that's throws it more chaos into their lives than what it is. And he's attracted wow. to both Rose and I forgot the character's name, but again, it's a fucked up movie, but like it's it's so chaotic, but like it's it's a good film. It like mm-hmm. you, you don't really see like you, 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 those kind of stories. Like they would, they always have to involve HIV or yes. you know, or, like they, it's an undertone. They like to kind of you can have the movie, but you are going to be casted as the HIV patient who has a dying HIV boyfriend. Yeah, or you know? and it's like oh. You know, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite films is "But I'm a Cheerleader" with Natasha Leone and Cleo. Oh DeVoe. my god, I love her! I love that film. Dude. That is such a cute film, and it's it was. so. I remember being obsessed with it when I was in middle school or high school. I was like, really, because that was one of those, you know, oh, it's a gay movie, it's a gay movie, and it was just like, oh, hush, hush, but let's watch it, you know? Yeah, and I saw it, and you know, I didn't. Again, like I was, I. I don't know, like, I'm just able to, I was able to look past, like, oh, it's a gay movie, it's like, oh, this is such a cute film, like, and it's, like, so mm-hmm. sad, I like, like, you just, you know, like, the parents do her out because they can't accept her, and the other one doesn't yeah. want to lose money, doesn't want to take life, and it's just, it's such a good film, I, I really liked it, like, it didn't have to be, well, yeah, there are some parts over the top, but it wasn't as over the top as a, as a mainstream movie would have these characters be. It was really good. I, I I loved it a lot. Yeah. And yeah, it was a good movie. Very refreshing. It was. And then, oh my God. Like, so, uh, there's like so many of them. Oh my, have you ever seen Soldier's Girl? Soldier's Girl. That sounds familiar. That was, that's, I think I have. that is based on, um, real life events where this, um, so, this, um, this recruit was dating a transgender person. And mm-hmm. one of his um, crewmen, like one of the other, one of his friends, manipulated somebody to kill him, 
because he was oh. in a relationship with a transgender person. It's a sad oh, story, snap. but like it's a re- it's a sad story, but it's really good because this guy, this soldier, was able to look past the girl. He does. He wasn't seeing a transgender person. He was seeing a girl. He was seeing somebody that he mm, loved. A woman. Yeah, he was just seeing a woman, and. It's a beautiful story, dude. That makes you cry. It made me cry. Wow. But like there's like, to check that out. Yes. Yeah, go for it. I'm sorry I'm getting not excited about these things because these are great stories and it's sad that like not that many people know mm-hmm. or and yet and but you know, but these are independent films, but some of the best um LGBT films are independent because they're allowed mm-hmm. to, you know, to tell the stories that need to be told. It doesn't always have to be oh, yeah. mainstream. It's just like there are so many good stories out there. You just have to like you know right. look for them and find them. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I do. I do like um, a lot of like. In, I feel like high tension. I think I mentioned it to you. It that was kind of an independent film. It's which, like a horror kind of movie. Which one? Again? Invasion movie. High tension. Oh yes, yes. With yeah, uh, it has like the lesbian uh, character in it that ends up being the actual killer too. Go figure. Yeah, <laughs> but that was very very good too because it kind of gave it a little storyline where it was like she was infatuated with her best friend. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and especially um. Oh, and let's not forget. Also, I do want to touch on Silence on the La- Silence of the Lambs. Oh yes, because that also was a big, bad like representation. Just you know, in general, with the Buffalo Bill, you yeah. know, that was you know, the kind of North Carolina had like a bathroom law named the Buffalo Bill. Oh shit! After him, yeah. And the funny thing is that the writer. Silence of the Lambs, Thomas Harris, like he, his, he never once mentioned him as a transgender character. You know, again, with like Dress to Kill, the character had, you know, his identity mental kind of illness. Yeah. And he, he had applied for, you know, the gender reassignment surgery, but, you know, they didn't give it to him. They didn't allow it. So that's kind of where that character comes from. But that kind of gave the whole stigma that you know they were perverted they were the serial killer they were going to kill you more your skin when in reality like these trans women are harmless you know in fact they're the target yes they're always the so it's sad that you know, they're always the thing target I wanted to touch, touch on yes it's very wow i lost for words there it's just like every, but it's a great movie yeah it's a great <laughs> movie but like it's like it's like even an intelligent, even an intelligent person, you know, misses that, you know, misses that that small detail that they say that, like, yeah. you know, he was, you know, that Buffalo Bill was killing these people because how can I say? Cause I'm probably gonna say it wrong, but like he wasn't just killing these people because, you know, it was more. Fuck, I don't know how to say it now, without offending people. But it's just like he was, in my opinion, he was killing these women because he couldn't be a female. So it's like, you know, he was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was That's... taking it, he was taking it out on it because they denied him 
his his you know surgery. his surgery. So it's like you know, like you deny me, well, I'm gonna deny these women their life, you know. And imagine if they did give him the surgery and he was still had those in- tendencies. Like that's you know, yeah, that's another, <laughs> that's another kind of worms. Yes. Oh God, that's another. That's another. That's a kind of worms we should open too, because that's another thing <laughs> that they talk about. They say like, oh, how it's gonna affect the kids, how it's gonna confuse the kids. It's like, mm-hmm. oh God, like like a straight. Like a straight cis father hitting his wife isn't going to confuse yeah. the kid. Like, oh my God, like, seriously? Come on now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's all. Yeah, I, I was very. I, I'm, I'm liking now the latest, you know, uh, wave of writers that are including, not just in horror and just, just all medias are including that and including those stories and having a positive story behind it and not so much the ones we're used to, you know, just it's. It's good. It's a good thing that we're seeing that. And I'm glad, like, in Freaky and Fear Street Trilogy, we got to have those main characters that were, you know, LGBTQ. And it's good for for people to have that, to see that it's okay. And then they're everywhere, and they're around us. They're your family. They're your friends. Yeah, even in the, mm-hmm. even in the Marvel Universe. Like, you know, they like, well, I haven't seen Doctor Strange too, but... I already know that, you know, America Chavez is like, you know, an open lesbian in the comics and they bring that oh, wow. character to the big screen. That. So it's like, you know, these, you know, that the waves are going. It's just, it's just like, it, it can't mm-hmm. go too fast, but it can't go too slow. It has to be just at the right pace where, you know, it could just be, you know, at a time where it's just normal. It's just like, you know, it becomes yep. the, God, I hate to say it like that too, the new norm, but like it just, it's going to get there. But like, yeah. there's there's a lot of God. I don't even want to point out a group. You know it, what? I don't. I will disagree <laughs> on you with that, and I'm just gonna say, go we're for it. There. Okay, we are there. It's not gonna get there. We are there because, like I said, we're seeing more positive stories within not just horror, yeah, stories. You know, just in every in every type of genre. So it, we're there, and it, I'm glad that you know they decided to capitalize rainbow capitalize on june <laughs> for you know that cause you know and like have that visibility it does suck that you know a lot of companies do gay bait and they like capitalize out of this but oh yeah for the ones that you know that do have their own little shops i, su- I suggest you know you reach out to them just support them and tell them how much you love them because you know tomorrow's not promised and a lot of times it mental illness does have to do with a lot of people you know Oh yeah. I mean, insecurities are just suicidal thoughts. So just check in on your friends, check in on your family, whether you agree with their lifestyle or who they go to bed with. Like, they're still your blood. They're still your family. They're still humans. You know, we should just be that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end this episode. That is awesome, man. Yeah. You're awesome, dude. Thank you for being on the show. Do you, do you have any shout outs or, or plugs to, to, to do? Well, yes, yeah, of yes, course yes. you do. Speaking of, uh, yeah, I want to just kind of like invite you guys to come out to uh, Cultura uh, Beer Garden. You know, like that's where we have our shows. We will be having our Pride Ball, which is a homage to, you know, the ballroom culture for queer communities that, you know, never had like their clubs or anything they had their own like ballrooms and they would give trophies and prices away so we're doing categories 
the categories. Actually, we have a horror category. It's Ooh. called of uh, Death Drop Gorgeous. Oh wow! So I, I'm thinking of doing uh, an outfit for that one. It might be a little La Santa Muerte Ooh. kind of vibe. Awesome. But yeah, so we're doing categories. We have uh, Once Upon a Queer. That's going to be like a fairy tale hair category. Um, we also have a denim category. That's like a catwalk Ooh. category. So it's going to be all denim. And what day and, is uh, this again? This is June 25th. June 25th. Awesome. You have to go because there's going to be a lot of spooky. A lot of people signed up for the spooky category. So oh, wow. I feel like, you know, the community is going to come out with their best. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'll be there. Oh, I'll be there for sure. And again, um, I want to mention the drag house. You know, they're also a great house of, you know, they're uh, drag queens and they're all performers. There's also drag kings. There's all like they perform at uh, Frontera Beer Garden. That one's in 3301 San Bernardo. Yeah. Go check them out. They always put on a great show. They do like drag brunch, loteria nights. They're super fun. Cool, man. That's good. Do you have yeah, any? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any recommendations of what you've been watching on TV or with us? You know what? I'm gonna watch Firestarter tonight. Oh, you're gonna see that one. Cool. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, no. In fact, ah. Uh, you know they remade it. The no, remake, yeah, of course. I know, but I guess I, I gotta have this thing for. I want to read the book before I see the film. But <laughs> I should totally give it a shot. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll think about yeah. it. I'll think about it. maybe I'll see the remake before. It, maybe, maybe I'll see the original. No, I shouldn't see the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give. No, it yeah, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Other than that, you know, I'm just kind of waiting on shows. I've been just watching. I'm waiting for Creep Show to come back on. They usually come. Oh uh, God, yes. On mid year. Oh yes. So I I'm love just waiting that show. for the new new shows to come on. Oh, and uh, Resident Evil is coming on Netflix too. I want to look forward. I'm looking forward to that. I I haven't seen the trailer or the teaser for it. Like yesterday, I finally saw the teaser for She Hulk: Attorney at Law. So that was kind of pretty yeah. interesting. But I haven't seen Moon Knight yet. So, um, like I'm a big Marvel fan, but I kind of like I kind of yeah. I didn't get into it either. I kind of reached the mountain after Endgame and then the epilogue of No Way Home. So. It's just like it's gonna mm-hmm. t- it's gonna take a lot for it's gonna has, Marvel has to unless Marvel brings unless sorry unless Marvel does Fantastic Four with a proper Doctor Doom it's gonna take a while for me to get get excited for a Marvel movie again. Well, it's on the works, you know that, don't you? Oh yes, yes, I, I, I yeah, it's know, on like, the works. Like Doom is one of my favorite villains, so. Um, oh God, he's scary. <laughs> one of my um, so uh, my recommend uh, oh God, so I have a lot to, well. No, not really. Well, I recommend Doctor Who. <laughs> I'll say it like that. Yes. Start <laughs> watching Doctor Who because pretty soon we're going to get a new Doctor, but we got to give the 13th yeah. some love. So, yes, start watching Doctor Who. That's my recommendation. Unless... Wait, oh, no, okay, yeah, I know what I'm going to recommend because we just did this film. We just did this review, and it's probably going to come out. This episode's probably going to come out. Well, that episode's going to come out after this one so yes i recommend the toxic avenger <laughs> oh god great i love the toxic avenger yes it's like oh my god it's so of its time it's so fucking yes. tra- fucking yes. trauma like they really go into it you know what i want to make some t-shirts into like i i've always had like 
like a post-apocalyptic kind of inspiration thing on my Pinterest. And like, I remember adding some of his like, like some of like the like imagery of the Toxic Avenger. And I was like, dude, imagine a shirt with this. Like, I think that'd be neon colors, like super cute. Do it like um, the the class Nukem High, because that one, it's like, you know, like, I haven't seen that film, but I've seen still some of it, like, you know, like, all, like, yeah. the 80s punks and, mm-hmm. you know, juveniles. Oh, I love it's that like, genre. Oh, God, yes. But, yes, I, you know, I recommend Toxic Avenger or any trauma film. They are not for the faint of heart, and you will get, you will get, you will be insulted regardless of what you are. Whether you're gay, straight, you know, white, black, Asian, trauma goes after everybody. They're like South Park. Nobody is safe. Nice. <laughs> Fuck it, I love trauma. Fuck yeah. Trauma, the toxic avenger. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I recommend. So I just saw that the other day and I'm like, Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fucking trauma, dude. Alone. Oh, no, but thanks Alejandro for being again on this on uh, on our episodes. Um I can't wait to have you on again. Um there's like so many films that we could talk about and new films and like maybe I have this idea. Well, I think I'll stop recording and then tell you the idea afterwards. Just don't steal it from me. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. No. But thank why? you. Thank you again, dude, for being here. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you do. I'm so going to be there at your events, um, supporting you yeah. and the community. And you're an awesome person, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. Can't oh, wait for our next. And thank you for being that one person that I needed for this episode. Because after yes, three I'm years, your token. you. Oh, can I be your token? Oh my god, that is so bad. <laughs> that is so bad. Now that I say it, now that you say it like that, I it's love like. It. Fuck. Well, I, I love that title and I will take it. Well, maybe if I uh, if I spread it like as JJR token, then it's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what South Park did. That's how they explained Tolkien's right? name. They just named yeah. him after they just named him after the Lord of the Rings creator. No, but seriously, like yes, because I cannot talk about I, you know, being a, a straight person, I really can't. Like I could talk about it, but like you know, like I can't really like. Mm-hmm. my my voice has no weight in it but your voice yeah. does your voice does and well, thank you and i really do I appreciate that i really do want you on future episodes you know that you know it doesn't like the films are don't have they don't have to be you know lgbtq related you know just just have a fun discussion about film because yeah and fashion because oof, that, that's where i get my inspiration too just yeah. film I, if i ever have writer's block i'll just watch marie Antoinette or a movie you know that would just kind of stimulate Yes. The fashion. Yes, man. Thank thank you so much. And thank you to all our old and new listeners for hearing us today. Um, we, will, we will be back soon with another episode. And thank you again, Alejandro. Mm-hmm.